You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. What's going on, film family? It's your boy, CEO Hayes, one half of the Film Bros. And if I'm here, that means my brother, the prodigal one, Mr. Uh, JB, is in the building. What's going on, bro? What's going on, Broski? Another another episode down. What what what? Do you even know what number we're on right now? I know it's something pretty significant. I think last episode was episode sixty nine, so I think this is episode seventy. Damn, we didn't do anything special for episode sixty nine. We could have did Debbie Does Dallas <laughs> for episode. 69. I believe that was episode sixty nine. Give me one second. It won't take me long to check and verify. Yeah, so definitely. Uh, uh, slowly but surely approaching the milestone of 100 episodes. And it's been great, man. Yep. We've seen a lot of good movies, a lot of shit movies. And uh, I'm really, really curious to see what you have to say about today's movie. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, so this is episode officially episode 70 of the podcast, which is just wild, bro. Like, I know we take, we've take we taken months off. Just We'd probably be 75, 76 in if we didn't, if, you know, we have our, our periodic breaks just because of life or whatever. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it, it just feels good, man. I know we had a we had a rough stretch in there. Where we were reviewing just some terrible shit, bro. So I know. Uh, I'll be happy. You know, this year's coming back. I'll be happy with um, you know, when all these blockbusters that were we should have a year really packed. Um, I don't know how they're going to spread it out, but you know, with movie theaters planning to reopen, I think uh, last thing I read is like eighty percent of all theaters may be open by March. I think. It was the last projection I read. So with that happening, you know, we're going to see a lot of the blockbusters start coming back out. And we got all of last year's blockbusters, some that were supposed to come out this year. And, you know, there are some that don't have a definitive date yet. And I'm sure they're probably waiting to see if, if theaters are going to close again so that we do have a chance of even more movies being uh, announced. So this should be a good year for a review, bro. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I do think it's going to be a pretty blockbuster year because there's just so many things in the can and they're just going to let it rip this year, I think. Definitely. Or at least or at least I hope. Definitely. Definitely. So we uh, always talk about some news before we get started. we got a couple of things to talk about. Um, the first thing that, that we want to talk about is this movie, Wonder Woman uh, 1984. We have not reviewed it. I was actually really, really excited for it. I have seen it. I don't know if you have. I know you're not the biggest comic book movie person, but. It's start the Rotten Tomatoes on this shit. People are eating this fucking movie alive, bro. I've heard. Um, and so, you know, I know we talked about. I think it was on the last episode how there was a record number or percentage of movies that were directed by women uh, last year in two thousand and twenty. Um, and this movie, I will say this: it's not as good as the original. I understand some of the backlash but I've, I've looked at it like some of the projections and it started off really high on the tomato meter and then as you know embargo started lifting it started going down and then it just seems like people just started ragging on this movie i really think that it's like this group think that people are just now feel safe to bash it because yes it's not a great movie but it's not nearly as bad as what some people are making it out to be bro well, actually, I'm looking at the um, I never seen the movie, but to be quite honest with you, it's it's not that bad. If you think about I mean, right now they have it at 60 percent, 60 percent. And I mean, I, I was thinking like it's gonna be like a 20, 30 percent because we see some really, really, really bad scores on here. Mm-hmm. So tomato meter is very, very harsh. So um, I think 60 percent is probably about average based on, you know, everything we usually see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I think I don't know what the if you can bring it up while I'm talking the the rotten the uh, tomato meter on the original Wonder Woman, but I will say like it, it deserves to be under there. And even the audience scores, I think around like in, it's in the 70 percentile, which means the people who actually it is. have gone and see, seen it enjoyed more than critics. And I, I don't know, man. I, this is why I say when I go and look at sometimes I don't even look at the tomato meter before I go. But when I do, I kind of look at the critics and I look at the audience and I just even it out between there. Now, if both are fucking terrible, I may avoid it and see something else. But, you know, it is what it is. No matter what, though, I am. Um, I've learned to, like by doing this podcast, and there's some things that when we get into the review that I am so thankful for this podcast about. But I'll save it for when we do the review. But um, I try to not look at reviews at all because I've seen reviews of really shit reviewed stuff that was good, and vice versa. They had acclaimed reception, and I go to see and it's shit. But just to answer your question, so for uh, One Woman 1984, 60% tomato meter and. Uh, 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 70 something percent audience uh, the original is 93% tomato meter 84% audience but I mean to be honest with you Gal Gadot alone it, it, it makes up like just just a chance to look at Gal Gadot alone is good for 90% in my eyes mm. <laughs> you're fucking hilarious bro hilarious <laughs> um, alright so next bit of news Spider-Man 3 news is coming out we've gotten trailers for it we got a new um what was I going to say? We got a new um, clip. No, a new uh, some behind the scenes pictures were taken of the of the uh, the costume has changed a little bit. You know, we keep getting rumors that Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire are going to all be in this movie, which are all good. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's it's I, I don't I, the thing with it. And we, what's being told is that, you know, WandaVision, which is a TV show on Disney Plus. Um, Doctor Strange and and Spider-Man 3 are all going to kind of be a story within themselves about the multiverse and stuff like that. And so it, I get Marvel trying to bring in what Sony did before with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, you know, even bringing in some of the villains before. It just it seems really all over the place as of right now. But um, I don't know. It just seems it does seem all over the place. But I do hope that at least um that they're gonna it's uh, you gotta kind of trust marvel they've told stories bigger than this but i don't know it is kind of concerning me bro it seems like they're trying to fit too much in to me but yeah bro overall i think uh just with the spider-man news it just it just seems like they're trying to pack in a lot into you know it's it's gonna be a two-hour movie maybe not even that long and it just seems like a lot of storylines to try to jump in and then like we're so far removed from the toby mcguire spider-man i just wonder like my kids they don't know toby mcguire spider-man they know andrew garfield and tom holland so i just wonder if they're trying to do a little too much there what do you think yeah i know i mean uh it does feel like they're trying to pack in a lot but we won't really know if it's good or bad until we see the final product and uh you know maybe those surprises and turns out to be something good yeah yeah i know you're not i know we had a lot two comic movie t uh topics so far i know you're not the the biggest uh comic book movie person bro uh so let's let's get off of uh of comic book movies right have you got a chance to see searching yet searching yeah from 2018 i don't even know what the hell that is you've never seen searching no okay so it's a it's a story i think it's i believe don't quote me it's told in real time it's also told through screens and this uh this this guy he's like looking i think it's his daughter or his wife 
Um, it's a really, really good movie. You, you should yeah, just as a sit down kind of wanting to think and like figure out like a mystery while you're going. It's a really good movie. Uh, but there's a, there's a sequel to that coming. But since you haven't seen it, we're not going to because it's difficult to talk about a sequel coming of that if you haven't you haven't seen it. So let's move on from that. No, that's OK. That's that's yeah, that's surprising. bro. I'm, I'm surprised you that that would have been a movie that I would have guessed that you probably would have seen. Yeah, especially me. Like I like thrillers and shit that you have to figure out. Those are that's like right up my alley. Yeah, it, it, it you got to watch it one day. Let me know what you feel. Maybe maybe we can do like a it's not really retro. retro. Maybe we could do a review of it one day or whatever and see what happens. Uh, but the damn it, this comic movie. I'm trying to get off comic book movie news, but there's oh, a lot searching of searching a comic book movie, huh? Searching is a comic book. Movie? No, 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 no. Well, we didn't get di- we didn't dive into that. That's why I'm trying because the next thing is Michael Keaton officially coming back as Batman, bro. What do you think? What do you feel about that? That's that's well, nostalgia. We talk our, about that. That's nostalgia from our childhood. Yeah, I mean Batman Returns. Um, you know, are we gonna get back Dan DeVito's Penguin? Uh, are we gonna get back uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman? Um, yeah, I mean a lot of you know Michael Keaton as uh, Batman is very very underrated. I mean, obviously you get the um. You know, you you get the uh, the uh, the bail Christian Bales and stuff, but mm-hmm. Michael Keaton, I think, was a pretty good Batman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially back then, when comic book movies weren't taken nearly as seriously, um, he was excellent as Batman. Excellent. As a matter of fact, for me, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he was definitely a better Batman than Val Kilmer. Oh, definitely yeah. a better Batman than freaking George Clooney. Oh yeah. And um, I'd have to say he was the second best Batman uh, right after Christian Bale. So where do you rank Ben Affleck in that? I don't know. Maybe uh, 12th. <laughs> See, Ben Affleck wasn't a bad Batman to me at all. I like Adam West better than Ben Affleck. I'm not, like, wow, no bro, really? Deadass. See, the thing with – I think if we would have gotten – and that's why I was hoping that we would have gotten a, a Ben Affleck – just Batman because he was in Superman versus Batman. I think that kind of hurt hurt what he was able to do. Um, ultimately, both it helped hurt both characters. And the fact that we never got a sequel to Man is still just a flat out sequel is fucking a travesty. And we're getting a sequel to a fucking Suicide Squad, which was terrible. Um, I, hey, I like Suicide Squad. Did you? I love that movie, That's bro. Funny man. Will and Will and Margot Robbie were great in that they're, movie. But see, they have they're great. In everything together, like they've really done three movies together at this point. I they think. did Focus as well. Yeah, and then they've done another one since then too. They they're really really good pairing together. One we I don't know how big of a Mortal Kombat fan you were growing up, but we've got the first Mortal Kombat. Got the first official images from the Mortal Kombat reboot. This one is going to be taken more seriously than the movies from back in our day. The two that we got there. What do you do? You think a Mortal Kombat movie can be successful in this day and age? One million percent, yes, mm-hmm. because um, it's nostalgia for us and for like your kids. It's now introducing them to a, a thing. You're, you're a lot of kids probably have no idea what the hell Mortal Kombat is because uh, I don't know how uh, you know. I'm not a huge gamer, so I don't know how, how if they're still making Mortal Kombat games and if they're popular. But in terms of movies, the, I mean, the last the movies came out back when we were like kids. I, I might have been in high school when the the original one came out, and then they had Annihilation. So. I'm definitely pumped for that. Um, I'm curious to know what the cast is going to be like and also where they're going with the story because, you know, the first one was centered around uh, Luke Kang, and I don't, I, I don't even remember. I forgot what, how Annihilation went. Um, 
I think it was more of Luke Hank's story, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. And I think it will work, again, for nostalgia reasons for guys our age and, you know, women our age. But also for the next generation. This can open up a whole brand new thing uh, to, to reignite this franchise. I'd love to see Street Fighter come back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Street Fighter, that Street Fighter movie was... it. <sighs> I felt like that Street Fighter, they just wanted to get to a bunch of scenes from the game. Just cool scenes, and the story was fucking trash. Uh, Mortal Kombat was a little bit better, but I, with this, I think ultimately, when you look at like the success of a Deadpool, right? Or like some of the uh, over-the-top over the action movies, this absolutely can be successful. Then you add in on top of you have a built-in franchise and somewhat of an audience now, as we've seen, especially with video game movies, you have to capture more than just the video game audience for a, a video game movie to be successful. But I think it's fighting. People love kung fu movies. They love seeing people fight. They love seeing R-rated brutality. I believe it's going to be R-rated. So, I mean, this has a chance if, if they just made a good movie. Like, that's ultimately what everything boils down to. So many people ask, can, like, a video game movie be successful? Can comp certain comic movies be successful? Anything can Absolutely. be successful if you just make it a good, focus on making a good movie. That's it. Yeah, I mean, give it a good script, good visuals, great fighting scenes because it's Mortal Kombat. And I think you have a good movie on your hands. And I know Street Fighter is, is, is generally, like, shitted on. I enjoyed the movie, but I think really it's because um, I'm a Van Damme fan. And also, I'm like a – like, pre-PlayStation, Street Fighter is my favorite game. And um, outside of uh, – Outside of uh, Grand Theft Auto and uh, Uncharted, Street Fighter is probably like one of my favorite franchises, gaming wise. Mm. Yeah. So sure. yeah, th th it could work. I mean, there's been movies, there's been gaming movies that have been successful. Um, Resident Evil, um, you know that 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 franchise has been pretty okay. Um, uh, Lara Croft has been okay. I mean, it's not like award winning shit, but they've been okay. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at Sonic the Hedgehog last year. A lot of people were prepared for that movie to, oh, be, that was great. to be shit. And then for a, a family movie, it was really good. So It was um, absolutely good, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it has it has a lot of potential there. Have they ever, ever made a Zelda movie? No. You know what? You I know honestly what? think let, there's like a let's form. Cur let's, curb this, let's curb this um, talk because okay. I have an idea and I'll tell you, I'll tell you about it afterwards. All but, right, cool. yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the news. Uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. We're going to play a trailer for Midnight Sky, which is the movie that we're reviewing today. And we'll be right back after this. Come in, Ether. This is Barbo Observatory. Are you receiving this? Is anyone out there? This is Ether. Does anyone copy? We're not receiving anything. That puts our last contact with Mission Control at... Three weeks. Why is it so quiet? That's either. It's a spaceship that we hoped would be our future. I have to warn them about the conditions on Earth. I don't know all the details. It started with a mistake. There is an antenna that's stronger than ours. We get to that antenna, they'll hear us. Take a deep breath. In our galaxy alone, there are billions of stars. At least one of them has the potential to support life. 
thinking a lot about time. Why one person lives a lifetime and another only gets a few years? We made a promise to our families. If I did my motherfucking job correctly, that would have been a trailer for Midnight Sky, Netflix exclusive movie starring George Clooney. Um, bro, Felicity Jones is in this movie. David, I know I'm going to completely murder his name so i'm not even going to try it uh but this is a pretty solid a a pretty solid cast um overall what you think about this movie i have to sum it up in one word i'll say interesting okay very interesting movie i will say this more than anything visually magnificent movie Mm -hmm. beautiful movie and earlier i was talking about i really am thankful of this podcast and the reason why is normally when i used to watch a film i watch the film i sit down and do what i and that's it now that we're sort of reviewers slash critics i have a different eye for movies now so things i didn't normally look for in the past or even even um recognize in the past i do now and the cinematography here, bro, and the visual effects, I guarantee you there's going to be some sort of nomination for either visual effects or 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 photography or something. Because mm-hmm. visually, the movie is a masterpiece. George Clooney, as a director, I've never seen anything he directed, but as a director, he did a phenomenal job here. Uh, I haven't seen any of his, his previous work. Um, here's my issue, though. Um, that's the highs. The lows is the script wasn't that great. I felt like the storyline was a little convoluted. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We're going to get into it, but the way they – there was three main stories that we kind of saw. We saw the spaceship. We saw George Clooney and the little girl, and we also saw a a random man and a woman. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, and the the lady thinks she's pregnant and, and stuff like that. So those are like the three main things we saw, and I felt they didn't do a good job of telling us when this was i eventually figured it out just as i'm sure you did and everybody else will but for a a, a while i was wondering like is this a flashback is this a flash forward what's present here i I was i think confused i mean early on the very first time they do a flashback to the to the younger characters they say that it was 30 years prior so here's the thing, and that's uh, so when the sh- when the movie first started, you saw 2049. So immediately I was intrigued because mm-hmm. uh, while horror uh, horror and thriller are my favorite genres, I'm a huge fan of like dystopian and like um, uh, catastrophic films, like where the world's co- the world's coming to an end, possibly like those type of films, like Armageddon and, and the Day After Tomorrow and things like that. I love. Or dystopian. And I guess you could kind of maybe genre this, uh, you know, as dystopian. I mean, the world is pretty much done. So I was immediately excited. Uh, And it's George Clooney. We haven't seen George Clooney since freaking 2016. Uh, That's the last time we've seen George Clooney on screen, that is. So I was was pretty um, excited for this. So um, immediately uh, I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. When they did the flashback of George Clooney, I didn't see that saying 30 years later, but I, I knew. I knew it was him. It was obvious it was him. What was confusing me was the spaceship. Mm. When we saw the spaceship, I didn't realize was this – because I had so many different theories. And did, let me ask you a question. Did they ever make note that that girl is not real? That's just a figment of his imagination? Or was that until the end when we find that, that out? until the end. Okay, I mean, so but I, I, right, they kind of allude to it because he keeps having these blackouts. 
And so I right. think that was their way of saying something isn't right mentally with him. Okay, so let me let me tell you my thought process. So here, I didn't know the girl was a figment of his imagination. Even where now looking back, like the scene when they had like that blizzard and he couldn't find her in my head, right? I'm like, oh, uh, like he, he can't find her, but he'll eventually find her. I, I didn't put two and two together. So here's where I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking that girl... That's on the on the uh, on the plane. Sully, uh, played by uh, Felicity Jones. The first thing that came to my head is Sully is that little girl, which right. is which is what it ended up being, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the problem: when they had when they uh, they had uh, uh, when George Clooney and her talked to each other, I'm like, well, how the fuck can that be the little girl when the little girl is with George Clooney sitting in the back on the sofa? So that clearly is not the little girl. And then I thought to myself. Maybe th- I, I, another thing I was thinking was maybe this is a flop. What we speaking about? Oh, what should we name the baby? Mm-hmm. And somebody said definitely after a flower. And as we know, Iris is the name of a flower, and Iris is the name of the little girl. So I assumed that the her baby ended up being that girl that girl so i had so many different theories obviously at the end when she says oh my mom then we realize okay that's the, that's sort of the tie in and she's a little girl and the little girl was never there in the first place that was just his imagination i think this is a movie that could have benefited from not trying to make it a twist and by that by that i mean that and this i swear to god bro this isn't for me to try to sound like Holier than there. I had this shit figured out, honestly, probably within the first 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, because that really hurts me. Because, A, so the, the flashbacks 30 years prior, the actor who, right, was, playing, the actor who was playing George, George Clooney's uh, younger counterpart imitated his voice. So George Clooney's voice and manner and uh, tone and the way that he's tonality so well, I was like, okay, that's supposed to be George Clooney, right? Right. So... Then as that story progressed and they they like separated once and or, or whatever, I was like, OK. And so the first thing when that little girl popped up and nobody was answering him, I'm like and he's like, you have to come back. I'm like, there's no way you're going to turn a spaceship around for a girl. A, right. and then they're not going to completely ignore him. So I realized that that girl was a figment of his imagination. This is the way that my process worked. And then I, then as the flashbacks, I'm like, oh, that woman's going to get pregnant. He must have left. To stay on this station. That's why when he was walking away and they're like, oh, he stays. And he was on, which was a beautiful image. Him walking back, that wide shot of him walking back to the building alone. And they're like, he's staying here. Oh, yeah. Beautiful shot. Um, But him being so, like, basically in this self-exile and all of a sudden this little girl pops up. I thought, well, you know what? This is him imagining this because he regrets because he actually did leave his daughter. So in his mind, Correct. he's now saving her from being alone. Then, as the the that story started progressing, the actual uh, one with Felicity Jones' character, who's his daughter in present time, growing up, as that starts progressing and she's pregnant, I was all the parallels there. Just and I actually thought her husband was going to die too, and that was going to leave her alone. That ended whose husband? Happening. Sully's husband? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I thought that that was going to happen, so that it was going to parallel. Like now she's left alone, as her mother was left alone. They didn't go that route, but it was just so much that I honestly. It, I just figured it out as they were telling the story. So I think, but I think if they would not have tried to make it a twist, and I mean, by that I mean the twist that he was envisioning the little girl. I think if they would have made it clear 
that he's having regret because he left his little girl, then you could have focused on he's looking out for her on the space station. She doesn't know. It's a twist for her. And I wish that it would have, instead of making it a twist like, oh, this all makes sense to us now, the twist would have instead been him saying, I left you. I left your mom. I'm going to make sure you make it here safe. And we'll talk about it when you get here. If that would, that could have been such an emotional weight because this movie ends without her knowing at all. And I think that, that could have been, that could have made this story a little bit better. Go ahead. So yeah, I want to touch on that. So, um, you know, for those who don't know, you and I are going to be are working on a project uh, called The Bed. We're going to be doing a short film, and I, on your through your inspiration, I've been reading so many um, different things about learning how to write a script. And the next project we do after that is probably going to be something thriller slash horror. So I've been reading a lot in that genre. And one thing that I've repeatedly read all over the place in books and in articles, every resource is when you're doing a thriller or a mystery. Try not to let the don't leave the audience in the dark. Let the audience know early and let the mystery be more of the why. Mm. So going back to what you're saying, if they would have let us know early, like, oh, this is how it is. I think you are absolutely correct. This would have made for a, a, a little bit of a better movie if we would have known up front. Now, another thing, the re I'm really good at figuring stuff out. Like I'm that guy, like five minutes in, 10 minutes in, I, I'm my, it, my wife is always so amazed when we watch movies and I figured it out so quick and I'm disappointed. I couldn't do that in this film I, where I'm like, cause the, the one thing that kept on throwing me off, cause I thought, I thought the little girl is Sully and you know what, what gave it away? I, that was my first thing. You know what gave it away? Whoa. The eyes. The little girl's eyes and Sully's eyes are the same. Mm, okay. So I, I like little shit like that. I figure out like this. That's why I'm so good at figuring things out. But what kept on throwing me off was the pregnancy. She's pregnant. So what is is that the little girl? Like what is that pregnancy? Then after the movie, I'm reading the IMDb. Do you do you have a, do you think there was an issue of her being pregnant? Did that throw? Well, you figured it out early, so that probably didn't throw you off at all. No, no. See, it threw me off, and then I was like. Well, why the fuck would they make her pregnant? What's the purpose of that? Mm. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I understand at the end there's only a man and uh, there's a man and a woman left, but that kid symbolizes like we're going to continue on. We're going to make our own civilization. Mm. Then I'm reading the IMB trivia. It so happens that Felicity Jones got casted for this film, and in after she got casted, in the midst of that, she actually got pregnant for real in real life. Ah. And George Clooney, instead of recasting her, just you know, had her pregnant in the movie. Well, I think that I think that that plays into. And see, this is where I wish, like, I honestly wish that the mystery angle kind of would have went away, and we got an additional thirty minutes at the end of this movie of him, her knowing that he's her father, and yes. him seeing her pregnant, and now he gets to make up on when he wasn't there for her by his granddaughter that's now in her stomach. So, like, right. like th that could have been such an emotional, like. I just I feel like the the script needed one more go over. Like I don't and you know this is a Netflix movie. They they give a lot of of leeway to to their creatives to kind of do their thing, but I really feel like this could have been something that could have benefited uh, over test screenings, right? And you see the audience right. and what they think about it and the audience could have been like, "You know what? Maybe you can fix a little things here and then go and do a few cuz a, a couple of reshoots, you could tighten this whole thing all the way up." I'm not saying you would make it an amazing movie, but it would fix you can fix all my personal issues with this movie easily probably in about a week of filming, an extra week of filming. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% there. And look, not every movie is going to have a happy ending, right? Mm-hmm. So I felt that this movie was a lot of sadness and a lot of misery in a lot of different ways um, from George Clooney's aspect, from, uh, you know, the, the, the astronauts, uh, you know, one of their their people dying, uh, the Maya character, she ended up dying. And um, a lot of sad things. So I guess that also went with it. Like, he finally got in connection with his daughter. And then through the through the uh whatever they didn't get to he didn't get to have that payoff moment where he's like oh i'm your dad and i'm so sorry mm-hmm. but at least i because technically george Clooney's the one that found this other this alternate universe or whatever you want to call it he's the one that found it and uh he could be like listen i, I wasn't there for you but i'm so glad i found this place now at least your granddaughter will, or yeah granddaughter will have some place mm-hmm. either that or you want to have not that payoff in the middle of their conversation. As we know, George Clooney is, is very sick. He's doing um, uh, blood transfusions and stuff. Mm-hmm. In the middle of that conversation, I would have had him die in the middle of that conversation. Because if you're going to if you're gonna wrench our hearts, wrench it completely. Mm-hmm. And it's at least he's reached – he found out he's about to do it, and he just dies right there. And it just goes to show, like, this is – the sad life that George Clooney left towards the end. He was imagining his daughter. He finally reaches his daughter before he could t- say anything. He just dies. That's how I, at least I would have done it. Cause if you're going to, if you're going to wrench out our guts, do it all the way. True. But then bro, you, you risk, you risk your audience score being terribly low, but they already, the, the way they did it now is they just said, Oh, they lost transmission. Yeah. But with that being said though, it, it still leaves the door open to hope so you you people can write their own story as they leave i i i get if you don't want to have a definitive ending i just don't like their definitive their non-definitive ending i I get what you're saying what you what you do gives it a a a more straightforward ending it's just think true for me it's like i just considering everything that this movie did if you ended it like that i think the rotten tomato score would be even lower you think so i think so yeah, um, yeah. Well, cause I, I don't know, cause I feel like the way they left it up in the air. I don't like when movies do that. Now, when I say up in the air, there are some times where it's perfect, like a Shutter Island or Inception, where it's literally up in the air and it's open for discussion. Um, but this is the type of movie that I don't feel they should have left it, left it, at least that aspect of it, open for discussion. Because at the end of the day, I like. If you go online, I haven't done this, but if you go online, I don't think anybody's really talking about, oh, does he ever get to speak to his daughter again? I think the qu- more question is whatever ends up happening to uh, Sanchez and, and the, 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 um, the pilot, do they ever get to their family? Or whatever happens to Sully mm-hmm. and her, her, her boyfriend or her husband, whatever, whatever they're supposed to be, whatever happens to them, whatever happens to the kid. I don't think anyone cares, to be honest with you, if he ever gets in contact back with her because – they sort of pinpointed him to be a bad father. And I felt like if they would have had that, that, that moment where he gets that win and they reconnect Mm. that, that would have sort of made him a hero, um, kind of brought him back into being a hero versus he just didn't want nothing. He didn't know about it. Well, he didn't know about his daughter, but he just wasn't, I don't know. And this is going back to the, why I think the movie rated the way it was. I think, uh, the way it ended was not that great, and I just think that the, the script altogether, I think, could have been tightened up. I mean, and it does end with him dying. Do we know that though? I mean, he's heading out unprotected in the cold. So I mean, the the at but least, he's been unprotected the whole time. 
No, he hasn't been unprotected. Not out in the cold, bro. Absolutely. When did when he, he go was, head out? When he was walking the whole time, him and the, well, I say him and the little girl, but there was no little girl, and they were pitching tents outside. They were walking, and he, he's, he did that the whole movie. Yeah. You got a point there. I guess I read that as as him, since he finally and was able actually, to make contact and save her, he was like, all right, I, I could stop fighting at this point. And actually, you know what? Now you've made an even better point because now I, I, I didn't catch that part that he went back outside. Mm. So now we know for a fact they're never going to speak again because he's never going back to that place. He's going away. And that was the only one place for any sort of communication. So we know they're never going to speak again. So that we know that. like That's it. So, again, no one's going to be talking about, oh, are they ever going to speak again? Because now that's the, the nail in the coffin. That's the last time they'll speak. So, I don't know. I just thought it could have been better. But overall, though, I still, believe it or not, I still enjoyed the movie. I'm not going to lie. I still enjoyed it for what it was. I'm, again, I'm not going to say it's like a, you know, you know, it's not like a Oscar-worthy minus the visual effects, I, I think. And the score was pretty good as well. But outside of that, I, I don't see, you know, just getting much praise at the Oscars. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this does feel like one of those movies that was Oscar-baiting. Uh, yes. And I don't think it's going to get it. Um I think when you look at kind of the response to is that people kind of feel underwhelmed by it as well. I think that there's a good cast, good bones to the script. It just needed to. And it's so funny because you say how like this podcast has made you look at things differently. Us working on an actual film and me doing one already has has changed the way that I look at it, Um, especially since like I've recently gone back and watched the creative with a different eye and to critique myself on it. And I feel like my ending there wasn't as definitive as I needed it to be, even though it kind of was. But um, but in defense of yourself, uh-huh. um, I think your ending was perfect because you're you're you were, you're already hyping one for next year. Yeah. So if you would have ended it definitively, then why am I watching next year? Now I want to see. What, what are those cops about? What the fuck is going on? What did Hayes do now? So I want to see the next one to see what, what that was all about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But um, but I was just said that to say is that it, it kind of makes me look at things differently. And I just there, there's like I said, there's it's a it's a, a solid watch. Like I would say this, like you're not going to walk away from it, I think, and feel like you wasted um almost two hours i feel like you may think like damn i wish i just wish it was a little bit better but you won't walk away thinking like god damn it why did i watch this the last two hours i don't feel like it's going to be that because if nothing else even the times where it's him and the little girl and it's more quiet it's more calm it's such a beautiful movie that like it it kind of it pulls you in there the visuals are absolutely some of the best visuals well i would say uh, so, so far this year but this is this is it so far this year but yeah. it's just it's a, it's a really really gorgeous movie george clooney has shown it is that he has the director's eye i think i don't know his part in the script or whatever i just wish that whoever wrote the screenplay uh he needs a strong george clooney can direct the shit out of a movie yes. but he's not going to be that director that improves upon the script that's in front of him i think that that's been evident and i have seen a couple of other movies he's directed and I think you have to have somebody a really, really solid script for George Clooney, and he's going to deliver everything else. 
Yeah, visually, I think he he's gonna be on point again. I, I don't have nothing to base it off of except this movie, but visually, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll say this movie visually was probably like a nine out of ten or nine and a half out of ten. That's how much I enjoyed it. Just so many different scenes, I I really enjoyed. Um, and I'm not even talking about only when they're in space. There's a lot of other shots throughout the movie that were I thought were great. Um, real quick, I gotta mention this: the little girl Iris. She was phenomenal, and she didn't have that many speaking parts, but just her little mannerisms and stuff like that. Adorable little girl. I, you know, I, I, I thought she did absolutely great. Um, she was, she was really good, and I think the standout here clearly is George Clooney. I love seeing George Clooney like this, like this broken down, beaten old man. I'm so used to seeing him in like. Things like Ocean's Eleven, where he's like the, the, um, the, suave, the debonair, yeah. right? And here he's beaten. He got the gr- grizzly beard going on. And I like this. I like, you know, I like this. I, I feel like this is how he should have been minus the beard. This is how he should have been in Batman, really. Like that. I'll tell you what. that George Clooney's Batman when he was Batman terrible. If they were to cast an old Batman now, an old worn down Batman who's just over the shit, I think he would be fucking excellent at it now. I agree. I agree 100%. So, But yeah, I mean, that's it, bro. Like I told you, this is a one of those movies that I really feel like it's... it's. I, told, I texted you this afterwards. Like, this isn't going to be one that we can really get super in-depth and review. Um, what do you... What, so let, let's... One thing that we haven't talked much about. We touched on what, what it ended up being. But the storyline of the astronauts in space, and you see, like, we get the scene with the the, they're attacked by the meteor shower or whatever twice and then we see the one the one lady die what do you maya Maya, what did you think about that storyline in of itself and then do you think the death of maya was i feel like they were trying to pull for a dramatic moment and it didn't make any sense to me go ahead so Here's the thing. Um, obviously, I understand why they did the whole astronaut stuff because it's for the, the, the at the end to find out that Sully's his daughter. Yeah. So that's understandable. But also, even more important than that, I don't think they wanted this movie to end in total in total um, sadness, mm-hmm. like um, where the the world is literally cut. Like that's it. We're 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 screwed. George Clooney's the last man on the planet, and we are well. Technically, he's still the last man on the planet, no matter what. But just the last man in the universe, and then that's it. It's, it's done. The fact that they have this astronaut, even if Earth goes away, George Clooney dies, we still have these four people, soon to be five because she's pregnant, on this astronaut. That's going to be civilization for the for the for the new world. So I I understand that in terms of Maya's death, um, the death I was okay with, mm-hmm. but honestly, I didn't give a fuck about Maya. At all, and that's to be my, quite that's honest. my issue is that they they try to use and even how she died. You would think if somebody gets hit with a meteor, it'll be a big ass hole through her. Like, how did she die? There's not a definitive way of how she fucking died to me, and that's what drives me fucking crazy about the death. I'm sorry, bro. I know it took over your time. No, I'm no. just really frustrated by it. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Uh, did, so they did say it was a penetration wound, whatever that's supposed to mean. It's obviously something, but we don't know what penetrated her. Obviously, now. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. If this was MBK, we'd be t- talking so much more about that. But no, I, I want to try to keep a level of professionalism, okay. especially when we're talking with a character's death. Okay. So, so um, <laughs> she died from penetration. She died from penetration. That's like some shit right there. Like fucking, that's some Woodman, like Pierre Woodman type shit. Um, so 
what made it the the drama was there and it was sad, but I don't even think it was because of Maya dying. I think it was around everybody else and just how they were responding to her dying. And the again, George Clooney uh, and the directing here and just the visuals, the little droplets of blood. Just mm-hmm. it, it's a really dramatic scene. Just the visuals of it and uh, her dialogue as well. Like there's too much blood. There's too much blood. It did get me. I don't give a fuck. That she died, honestly. But the way it was done, I I, I liked it. Now, I, originally, I was like, you know what? It would have been better if if uh, Sully's boyfriend died. But that wouldn't have made that sense. That was my thinking, too. Go ahead. But the reason why that wouldn't make sense is, right, is because those two guys, Sanchez and the other guy, are leaving. And Maya dies. So the world ends with... The world is – that's it. We're done because now there's Sully left and there's nobody else to make the human race go on. She's having a daughter, so th- that's it. They're done. But by having by having her husband or her boyfriend still there, there is a chance that they can, you know, they can have sex 24-7 and have multiple kids. That then those and, kids are going to have to go and have sex with each other? That's a fucking but, morbid ass ending. But, bro, but, bro, if you think about it, any movie you've ever seen that where it ends with just a man and a woman. I get it. No, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. That's yeah. how it goes. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, that. so I understand that's why they didn't, they didn't have the, the guy die at the end. But I don't know. And maybe if they would have give us more with Maya. The only thing we got with Maya was when she was sitting down and she saw, like, her sister and her best friend. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really, it didn't really pull me. Maybe the right death would have been the guy. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. The guy who's like, well, try, uh, right, exactly, the captain. Because we got a little bit more story from him. We saw him a couple times with his wife and his kids. We saw the message from his wife. Uh, you know, like, uh, she, you know, she, she they had to evacuate. Maybe his, his death would have been a little more impactful. Yeah. Sanchez, no, I don't think anyone gave a fuck about. And Maya, I don't think anyone gave a fuck about. Yeah. It, it, I mean, and don't get me wrong. The, the They call that scene the blood ballet because of the way that the blood is moving around. That's how they, they refer to it um, when they were in the it, it is a beautiful. Again, visually, the shit is stunning. There's nothing yes. about the visuals that I can shit on as as someone who has gotten a lot of praise for the cinematography in the creative, the short film that I did do. I, I love cinematography like that. That is my one thing in filmmaking that i love is if you can set beautiful scenes but it just to bro because it doesn't it just doesn't and maybe this is my logical brain thinking too much is that if you get penetrated in space the vacuum in the she would have she would have (laughs) died she would have died instantly there would have been no rushing if there was a hole hole in her suit so it just I, maybe that logic logic piece I just couldn't get over it. And you know, there's certain things, certain times in movies where the logic piece doesn't bother me at all. But this time, it just caught me, and I just I couldn't I couldn't let it slip by, bro. I couldn't it, I couldn't get over it. Yeah, I hear you. I, I think um yeah, I mean there's a, there's a little bit of a plot hole there. But I guess maybe she would have died right there uh, in space. But they they quickly you know uh, Sully's uh, boyfriend quickly grabbed her hand and brought her back inside yeah. before she could die. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, I know why they did it. I know why they did it. I don't necessarily think the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the the way they executed it was was, was the best. Here, here's something that I want to ask you about, right? And 
not to just extend the review, but just as a as a so you're a screenwriter now. This is what you are. You are a screenwriter, JB. A damn good one at that. Appreciate Do that, you bro. Think that there would have been a way to what's the wording that I want to look for here? That there would have been a way to eliminate the flashback scenes and convey that part of the story through his conversations with the little girl. Maybe have the little girl talk so too much and talk more to him. And he's like, yeah, I had a daughter once. Um, I didn't get to raise her or whatever, like things like that. Do you think that maybe that bogged down this film a little bit too much? So, uh, um, firstly, yeah, I think they could have, they could have definitely come to that conclusion and, and all that without showing the flashbacks. I, I don't think the flashbacks bogged down the film though, because if you add up all the flashbacks combined, it's probably less than 15 minutes of, of flashback scenes. It wasn't that, there wasn't that many flashback scenes. Um, and, and the ones that we got weren't like long extended, like 10 minute scenes or anything. They were really short quick things so um but yeah i mean they could if they wanted to they could have completely eliminated that um because really what do we learn from the flashback scenes not much we learned that he, he had a girlfriend she got pregnant and 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 that's it here's another thing what uh, well that's pretty much what i'm saying it uh, literally accomplished no, like to me nothing they didn't mm -hmm. have to show that they didn't really have to show those flashbacks um they could have like again the little girl could have it could have been like, oh, why? How come? How come you weren't there for me? Why did? Why? Like, why did? Why weren't you there for me and mom? Like the little girls asked these they questions. If they could have just flat out got rid of trying to make it a twist and just let us know from the beginning that Correct. he's hallucinating his daughter, absolutely, they could have did it that way. Correct. But by keeping the twist, they can't let us know that's the daughter, mm. because that's the that's the whole twist. That little girl is the daughter. The the daughter is, is is on the ship is sully so um by removing the flashbacks it, you know it would have been hard to convey i mean you could have probably they could have been, did little hints to to you know little tidbits that maybe you wouldn't have figured it out right then and there but at the end you would have went back and be like oh so that's that's why this is that and that's why etc like that yeah definitely definitely um, but that's it, bro. I got nothing else. You got anything left? Any any random facts or anything you found out about this movie? Um, no. Nah, I mean, just the uh, like I was saying, Sully was was actually pregnant um, in real life for this, so I thought that was interesting. The only other thing that I came across, um, you remember when I had that snowstorm mm -hmm. um, where he's like, where Iris goes missing? He's like, you know, he's like, Iris, where are you? Call to me. Remember that scene? Mm -hmm. So that scene was actually filmed during an actual snowstorm in Iceland. And it was like, the, it was like 40 degree, like negative 40 degree weather. Mm. And, and they were literally on site. And, and I just, what I, as I'm like reading this and I'm like, shit, like these directors and shit, they go to like some crazy ass extents just to like get certain shots, which is just, but in this case, it worked out really good. Cause that was a really cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't, bro. I can't wait till we make more fucking films, bro. Oh yeah, bro. I cannot wait. <laughs> but uh, side note on that, let me get off that. That's a, that's a bit of a tangent. Um, tomato meter on this one: fifty-two percent for critics, twenty-six percent for audience, bro. Yeah, and it has a five point six on IMDb as well. I remember I read that earlier. I, I don't think that like again. I get it. We 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 said a lot of good and bad on this movie. Um, I just, I really wonder if I I wish there was like a poll to ask people. 
like what part of the movie fell apart to him and i and i would almost be willing to bet it's the ending bro and one thing that's been proven like with glass um thinking of some other movies from over the last few years ah shit the last jedi there there are a a lot of movies that i really feel like if you don't stick the ending that people are left with that in their mouth and they rate it badly. Because, like, for Glass, Glass, 90% of the movie Glass, I even t- said in my written review, I liked it. But the ending was so fucking bad that I think it just it just left people with a bad taste in their mouth. But Yeah, yeah the thing is, the ending is so important to a movie because that's the last thing people are going to see. Yeah. And typ- typically, that's a, the, the majority of conversations are talking about the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie. So you can have a great m- movie, but... If the ending is horrible, people are going are gonna to hate it. Vice versa, you can have a shitty hour and 20 minutes, but the last 20 minutes are on fire. People are going to talk about that 20 minutes. They're going to say, yeah, the, the first hour and a half sucked, mm-hmm. but the last 20 minutes. How many times has that happened to us? We, we were like, oh, you know, it, it, the movie was kind of blah, but the last, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's exactly what we said about Dr. Sleep. I think we said, like, the movie was pretty That's shit, what it was, yeah. But the last 20 minutes were freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, 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 it like ending, ending, sticking the landing is super important in any narrative, books, movies, TV, True. fucking writ, written blogs, whatever. How you end shit is so fucking important that I feel like when you end things weekly, weekly, when you end things in a, in a <laughs> when you don't end it strong, um, that that's the lasting thing and then i think over time people will start like over time people will be like you know what it wasn't that bad but the ending like the, there are several great parts about this movie but the ending was just bad but i think when you ask people to review something right after they watch it if that ending sucks that's what they're stuck with yeah exactly i mean because that's like the last thing that people leave and when you do a movie, you know, the whole thing is just building towards the end. So it's just build, 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 build uh, for this climax. And then at the end, and if it just falls flat on the face, like there's been so many times me and my wife, you know, me and Seema watch a movie and she's like, depending on how this movie ends, it's either going to be a really stupid movie or a really good movie. She said that a million times. And every time she said it, she wasn't wrong in saying that because the, 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 the buildup, depending on how it's going to end, it could be stupid or not. Um, it all depends on what kind of story they're trying to tell at the end. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the ending, you you got to, you got to, um, you know, again, a, a lot of things I read, they say, try to work backwards when you're writing a script, figure out the ending first and then work your way back on how do you, how did you get there? And um, I think that's really important. Get a solid ending and then figure out everything else to go around it. And especially when you're doing a twist, because if you do a twist and and the ending sucks, it makes that twist feel cheap. Um, yes. And so that that that's the important part with uh, Midnight Sky. What, what's your overall rating for it? So this is really hard. Um, and again, I, we say this almost every week. Um, you you say it a lot, and I always nod when you're saying it. it. Whatever I'm about to rate this, I don't want anyone to go back and be like, "Oh, but you rate this one lower." So do you think this is a better movie? No, I, I always I don't I never compare movies. It, this is for what it is, and that's it. And I'm gonna go ahead and rate this a six out of ten. Um, honestly, it would have probably been a lot, uh, probably maybe more of like a four and a half out of ten. But the visuals, the visuals, six, it brings it up to a six for me. Uh, the script and the dialogue, without the visuals, it's a very weak movie for me. 5.5 for me. 
which makes it one of those movies that, like I said, like I can see myself watching it again, but it'd be literally just like probably two, three years from now, just scrolling through something to watch on Netflix and just be like, huh, Midnight Sky, I remember that movie. It was pretty beautiful. Let me let me go ahead and let me put it on while I clean the house on Sunday or do whatever. Right, like on like, the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, this wouldn't be a movie that I watch. I sit down. I, I, I wouldn't, and we always use, bring this up. This isn't a movie I would seek out to watch. Like you said, if it's on TV and I'm flicking channels or whatever, I may watch it. Even if I'm not like doing something around the house, I'm actually sitting there watching TV. But I wouldn't seek out saying, hey, you know what? Uh, let me let me go ahead and and uh, let me try to um, look for this movie and watch it. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, George Clooney, amazing, as always. Uh, George Clooney is a really good actor. Um, Felicity Jones, I know you're not as familiar with her. She's a really good actress. Felicity, this is, this, do I want to say this? Felicity Jones, some of her line delivery, it just, it, I, all I can see is her teeth. And it looks like yeah. her teeth are too big for her mouth. And it's just, the, all the way back to um, to Rogue One, the, the Star Wars movie. Like, some of her line delivery, and I'm just like, why has she not gotten her teeth replaced yet? Because they just look too big for her mouth. Like, it just looks like it pains her, honestly. She's a beautiful <laughs> woman. But it she just is. looks like it pains her how big her fucking teeth are. Like that, that's. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I noticed that from the beginning too. Um, uh, I reserve my right to 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 hold my opinions on that one. <laughs> I'll tell you off camera. All right, cool, cool. All right, bro. Anything left, man? Nah, man. That's pretty much it. Another little fun episode. Why don't you tell the people what is going to be so special about our next episode? So, on the next episode of the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by me and my brother JB, we will be recording in person, live, from his house in Florida. The film bros are going to be in person, goddammit. We are working on a film, podcast, hanging out, watching a fucking MMA pay-per-view. We got so much shit going on, um, but it's the first time me and JB, we've known each other for four or five years, and it's the first time. Going on six. It's fucking crazy, bro. Fucking crazy, man. Absolutely crazy, but yeah, man, look forward to. So you guys are gonna get a, a, a. a uh, we're actually gonna be in the same room, so you'll see that. And for those of you who listen to, uh, you know, my brother's keeper, we'll be doing one of those as well. Yep. Great times, bro. Ahead, uh, I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you. I'm not looking forward to this hour and a half layover. I have no fucking idea what I'm gonna do for this hour. And Where half. are you laying over again, Charlotte? Charlotte. Yeah. Get fucked up. <laughs> Bro. Actually, no, it's gonna be like 10 o'clock in the morning. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, eat some pancakes. Honestly, no, I have some filming to do in the airport. So that may be a oh, nice time to do yes. to do the filming of the airport scenes. So. Very and you'll actually have time. You won't be in a rush, like, oh shit, I gotta run out exactly. or whatever. You'll yeah. have time. That's very smart. So that's probably what I'll do uh in my downtime waiting. But bro, that's it, man. This has been another episode of the Film Frequency Podcast. JB, go and give them your social media, let them know where they can find us. I can be reached on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. And you can also find me on Facebook on our discussion group page, which CEO Hayes will get into. You can follow me personally at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at the Film Bros Pod. You can search that wonderful Facebook group that JB mentioned at the Film Frequency on Facebook. We're the first one that pops up. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thefilmfrequencypod at gmail.com. We are the number one movie podcast for the Berks Media. We're the only movie podcast for the Berks Media. But we out this bitch. Peace. Peace. Peace.